Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. I feel like this topic has been a long time coming for us because it is an amalgamation of some of our favorite things to talk about between Laura and I. We are here to share our top three tips for surviving the end of the year with your sanity intact. And so we are very excited to talk about this topic with you today because these three tips are very tangible. They are very achievable for the next eight weeks, which are going to encompass the the last two months of the year. By the time this is releasing, it includes all of the holidays. It includes all of the stress of deadlines, the fourth quarter deadlines that your business might have, your own personal goals and your own personal needs and expectations that you need to fulfill. And also just managing it all. If you have kids, you're managing their school and their sports. If you have a business, you're managing employees, you're managing a team, you're managing your you know goals for the next year. So we wanted to give you three really, really tangible tips to kind of propel you through these next eight weeks and get you to a point where you are not scrambling and you are actually setting yourself up for success for 2022, which is right around the corner. I can't believe it. I cannot believe that 2021 is almost over. It feels like 2020 just ended. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This year went by so fast. And this time of year can be so stressful for people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think it's important to talk about, you know, what you can do to alleviate some of the end of the year stress that everybody feels, whether you're a business owner, a working mom, whoever, like, you know, you can feel the end of the year stress. So our first tip is something we talk about all the time, right? All the time, putting yourself first. And so we've run into this, you know, with other people in our the direct sales business we were involved in because we work with other women on coaching them to create a healthier lifestyle. And so many people fall off, okay, at the end of the year and just stop putting themselves first because they'll say, I'm too busy. I have too many things to do. I have to shop for the holidays. I have to do this. I have to do that. And they fall to not just to the bottom of their own priority list, but completely off their own priority list. Yeah. So, For me, and I want you to talk about this also, Amy, for me, whether it's the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever time of year it is, I am doing my morning routine. So I am putting myself first. You have to, because otherwise, what's your line? You can't pour from an empty cup. So, you know, I still get up at either four or five, depending on the day. 
I get my workout in, I make sure I have a healthy breakfast, I do my journaling, I read personal development. And it's so important to start the day off on a positive note, no matter what time of year it is. And it helps, you know, especially the last, you know, week or so at work was extremely stressful. And in times of high stress, that, you know, prioritizing first thing in the morning, it can alleviate so much of the negative feelings, right? Absolutely. You know, and we love our morning routine. We did a whole podcast about it already. So definitely go check it out. We are the queens of morning routines, okay? We thrive the best. Laura and I are at our desks early during the day. We like to get a jump start. And it's also like the best time of day for us, brain food wise. And we're like ready to go. We're recording this podcast early in the, on in the day. It's just right. when we thrive the best. Some people, it might not be a morning routine. It might be an evening routine. It might be after work. It might be whatever it looks like. The bottom line here is that you have to do something to put yourself first. You have to do something to fill your cup because you won't be able to pour into anybody else, whether it be in your business, your personal life, your family, whoever it is, you won't be able to give to anybody else if you're not putting yourself first. So if you don't have a solid workout routine, let's say, just start by taking a walk, right? While the weather yeah. is still nice. I mean, I'm telling you yesterday, it's starting to get cool. We're recording this in, the, in November of 2021. It's starting to get cool. Yesterday morning was election day. And I actually walked to the poll because I was like, I'm getting as many walks as I can get in before the weather turns really, really sour and cold. And I want to make sure that I'm getting out there and getting my wellness in check and making sure that I'm starting my day like that. So I did a workout. I got the kids off to school. I came back home and I laced up my sneakers and I walked outside. And that's something that you could do simple on like your lunch break. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, but making sure that you're setting aside time for yourself to fill up your own cup first is just so important to make sure that you can help manage the stress of the next eight weeks. And that leads right into number two, which is become really good at managing your time. Time management is such an issue for so many people. And, you know, I don't claim to be the best at it, right? So this yeah. has come, you know, the, the place I am with time management now, I've come so far, right? Over the course of my 20 year career. But, you know, now, I find that when I use my time management tracker that I use, and it's, so we time block, and I know Amy does the same thing. So if I look, I print it out every week, and it has one hour blocks. And I literally laugh at me, but I know you do the same thing. So I color code it. So mm -hmm. I'll highlight, um, I use yellow for personal time, pink for work. And so I can look at it and see like how many hours I have to work in any given day. The mornings are always blocked off for my, for my morning routine, always. Um, but once I start the workday, I can see, okay, I have eight hours to work today. Or if the kids are home from school or if we have something at like baseball games, this fall has been completely insane. I have five hours to work today. I can look at my week and I can see what I have going on and how I have to manage my time that week to get everything done. I know you do the same thing. I do the same thing. And it's actually like for a week, like this week where I have sporadic conferences, I have some closings happening that are being scheduled. I have a lot of like moving parts this week for some reason. It's just a really heavy schedule for me. 
seeing it visually has really helped me to identify when I can have those really solid blocks of time so that I can fit in those other things that might not be like personal appearances in court, or they might not be an appearance at a closing or a meeting or something else like that. But I know I have deadlines that I have to meet by next week. And I start reverse engineering those deadlines and say, okay, where can I start filling in like a solid two hour block of time to work on this motion or work on this administrative task because can't ignore those either. But we have to be really intentional. When you and I were picking out a time slot to do this podcast recording, we were like, okay, let's take a look at the calendar. What's the best day? When's it going to work best for both of us? And we set that time and it's non-negotiable now. Once we set it, it's set it and forget it. Now, obviously there's curveballs that we have to like adjust for. So we recommend any time tracking that you do, put it in pencil because it might have to change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if it is really, really important, it might be a non-negotiable that goes in a Sharpie marker that cannot be moved, right? Um, And I think that that's also something I want you to talk about in terms of reverse engineering the next eight weeks, because so many, it's so funny. I actually just heard this the other day. Dave Ramsey on one of his podcasts said, of course. Guys, yeah, I know, you know, I listen to it all the time. He goes, guys, Christmas is the same day every single year. Do not like try to fool me in saying that it just snuck up on you. Right. And you can't plan for it and you can't budget for it. Okay. Different topic, different day. But it's funny because that's the excuse that a lot of people give when it comes to time management is like, oh, I didn't know that that was coming up or, oh my gosh, where did these, you know, three weeks go? And now the deadline's here. I'm sure that if it's not an emergency that has just like randomly popped up in your calendar, you had some lead time to be able to put it down, whether it's on a piece of notebook paper or it's in a fancy planner, whatever you have available to you, writing it down and saying, okay, if this is due in three weeks, when am I going to be able to accomplish it over the next three weeks? How can I reverse engineer that? So I want you to talk about that because I I know that you have a little bit of a a scoop on some, you know, information in this regard. Well, I think I'm going to skip ahead to something we were going to talk about at the end, but we're going to have to flip-flop because I think this leads perfectly into something we were talking about before we started recording today is what are your real deadlines? Mm-hmm. What are they? So you can't reverse engineer anything if you don't know what your actual deadlines are. So for us, a real deadline would be, you know, papers that have to be filed in court, something that a deadline that the court has set for us to do a certain thing, or we have a real estate closing that has to clo- uh, scheduled and has to close on a certain day and you have to get certain things done by that. Those are deadlines, okay? I think you'll find that most things are not an emergency. So you have to, and I do this weekly, and I, of course, got it from Brendan Richard. Like, what are your weekly, what has to be done this week? So you look, okay, what do I have to get done by Friday? What deadlines do I have this week? You put those down first, and then you work backwards. Okay, when am I going to actually work on these things? And as I do them, I check them off. I literally, like, and you don't need, a fancy planner. I went through this with my son this morning. I was telling Amy, Matthew said, he's my oldest. And I had told him a little while ago that I was going to buy him a planner so he could keep track of all his stuff. And I didn't end up buying for him. And we were talking this morning and he said, yeah, but you didn't buy me a planner. I'm like, you don't need a planner. Get a notebook. 
<laughs> you just need a notebook. Okay. Write down, I have a blank pad on my desk. I use my time blocking tracker, but I have a blank pad on my desk. And every day I write down my list of what has to get done that day. And even yesterday, I had so many calls yesterday and so many things to do yesterday. I did a brain dump, a list on this paper, right? But then I started numbering things like on the right side of the page, like one, two, three, like what had to get done first, second, third, because I, I needed that visual to see. And yeah. so you don't need like some fancy planner, take out a sheet of paper or yeah. get a notebook and look ahead to Friday. What are my actual real deadlines this week? And I think that if you do that and work backwards, it'll create a lot less stress for you. You know, I love a brain dump. Laura Katina, because how many times have I come on in the morning to like talk to you and be like, I just literally had to write out everything that I have going on this week, because if I don't, my brain's going to explode. Mm -hmm. And it's true. I'm setting reminders in my phone all the time. Me and the, the lady whose name begins with an S on my <laughs> Apple phone, she and I are in like a serious, like assistant relationship at this point, because everything that comes through my mind, I'm setting a reminder. I'm writing it down on a piece of paper. I'm putting it in a, a list, a, a reminder list on my notes in my phone, on a piece of paper on my desk, anywhere, just to make sure that I'm not missing it. Here's the other thing that I want to just touch upon when you were talking about Matthew with the planner, and I am a planner snob. I love a good planner. There is something about my personality. I'm an Enneagram one. I love organizing. I love color coding. I love a beautiful planner that kind of just, it, it like speaks to me because organizing is like such a, an important part of my personality. However, when you rely on that planner to fix your time management problems and you don't actually do the work to manage your time, that planner is going to be worth nothing. So <laughs> it, true. It is going to set you up for a loss. You're also going to feel like a complete failure when you look through and say, I'm not using that planner to the best of my capability. I just spent all of this money on this beautiful planner to write down all the things I have to do. And guess what? I'm still not manage my, managing my time because the crucial aspects of time management, which Laura has just set forth for you, is write out all of the real deadlines that you have. You have eight weeks until the beginning of the new year, folks. Like eight weeks, it's going to fly so fast. You need to write out all of those real deadlines write out all of your personal deadlines in your life and then start plugging them into a calendar, start plugging them into a tracker, make sure that you have a list set up for every day of the week to really organize yourself, leave yourself a little bit of wiggle room and that's how you manage your time, right? It's, I'm not missing anything, right? If you are not good at time management, like we, this can be a difficult thing to get started. Some people are just not planners. Like they don't want to look at a planner. They don't want to write stuff down. They just kind of fly by the seat of their pants. I would die. I could never operate like that. <laughs> but some people, that's just their personality. But this really does give you the opportunity. Like you're in control of this. You can create less stress in your life by being organized. It, yeah. It's just the way it is. I even, to the extent that, I don't know if you remember this, when we were at our old firm, I used to get so stressed around the holidays because my husband always did the, the Christmas shopping mm -hmm. and I, he would be annoyed at me because I never took days off to go shopping with him because I was always like, I have to work. I have to work. I don't have time. I don't like that. I don't have time. That's all I used to say. And so 
now that I work for myself, I actually am going to look ahead and say, okay, because he, of course, one thing, I'm, side note, one thing I absolutely love about his company, he works for a very big international company. They encourage all of their employees to use all of their vacation time. They say mm. he had like 22 days he had to use by the end of the year. So he's taking them all and they want him to, right? right. So I'm going to look at the days he's taken off, look at my own calendar and say, okay, you know what? Next Friday, we're going out shopping. Yep. And that's it. Yep. Even like down to like that level of detail, I have to look at my calendar and say, okay, this is when um, I can take a day or whenever to go shopping with him. And I'm going to plan it out. But you have to do that, right? Like we, the, the point here is intentionality. And what intentionality also requires is that you actually set aside the time to evaluate. So if you are, listen, I got up on my soapbox. I'm going to come, I'm going to step off of it for a second because we are not perfect at time management, but what we've realized is that we can be our own worst enemies when it comes to it. So what we want you to take away from this discussion is this, when you feel like you have a thousand things to do, and that you have deadlines that are gonna crush you, and that you have so much on your to-do list, you don't know where to start, you need to take a step back and organize. That, that's, that's the bottom line here. Because if you don't make the time to be intentional about time management, you're never gonna be able to manage your time. So while it might seem that it's so difficult to find time during the week to set aside a half hour to an hour to really just plan out what the week's gonna look like, then carve out some time on the weekend, early Sunday morning when the house is still quiet or maybe nobody is in your office, head into the office for a little bit, head to your desk in your home office for a little bit and just start doing some planning. If you start and you're doing it for five minutes, I guarantee you're gonna continue for a little bit longer just to set yourself up and just see how that feels the first time that you do it and that first Monday morning when you walk in with a plan for your work day, woo, it is life-changing. And for, for both, you know, work and home, you also, you have to recognize that you can't do everything. No. Like my mom would say to me, okay, so when my house is a mess, it really stresses me out. And my mom would say, okay, you just have to leave and say, goodbye house. I'll be back later. And just like <laughs> walk away from it because there's going to be seasons where you just can't do it. And so now we have been, this is like a personal issue I'm dealing with. So we've been in total chaos since um, September with fall sports and the kids bedrooms are disastrous. They have so many, so many clothes, so much clothing that I need to go through, get rid of, put away, like the seasons changed. And every time I was walking in there, I was like, I, I have to get out of here. Like it's totally stressing me out. And I just had to say to myself, okay, when fall sports are over, that's when I can maybe set aside some time to tackle that, but I cannot do it right now. You have to be realistic. Like there are, I'm sure a million things, right? That you want to get done, but mm -hmm. you have to prioritize, look at re what really needs to get done first. Like cleaning out their clothing is just not something that has to be done this very second. So you have to create a list of priorities and work from there, but give yourself grace and recognize that you just cannot do everything at one time. No. And the last thing I will say is, is like, you know, Christmas is my, my jam. Okay. 
Christmas is like a nonstop 365 day affair in my household. Mm -hmm. And now my son is also born on Christmas. So it's like a double whammy. Okay. It's, I, I kind of have that completely held hostage now in my family of like Christmas is my day. I go so far as to even set aside the day that my husband and I decorate the house because it's that important to me. And while some people on this call might be like, are you kidding? I have so much going on like fourth quarter. I can't even think about putting up a Christmas tree. For me, it's really important. It's a priority. It makes me really happy. The day after Thanksgiving is a non-negotiable. We do all decorating all day long. We decorate inside the house and guess what? My house looks like the color red threw up in it and it's amazing. It makes me so happy. And guess what? It's a day every single year that I can count on that my husband knows there is no like mowing the lawn or blowing the leaves that day. Like there's nothing else that he can do except decorate in the house. And now, you know, Olivia will help and it'll be a really fun family affair. I love um, it. But even those personal things carve out the time because it's going to bring you joy, right? This goes back to the first tip that we had, putting yourself first. Make sure you're filling your cup. For me, it makes me so happy. A happy Amy is going to be a happy Amy for the whole weekend and the week to come. And speaking of happy Amy, I would like you to talk about our last tip. Yes. <laughs> okay. Tip. Go ahead. Okay. No, I love go. when you talk about this topic. <laughs> Here's the third tip. It's evaluating who you are spending the most time with and being really intentional about it. Um, Laura and I have like lived by the quote of you are the sum total of the five people that you spend the most time with. So for me, um, I know that in our former office, like Laura was a person that I always went to. We had our coffee chats. We would, you know, talk about our caseload. We would associate with similar colleagues and attorneys within our county. We just had a group of people that we were always trying to surround ourselves with because we felt like we were elevating ourselves in so many ways, personally, professionally, you know, wellness-wise, everything. We really just wanted to find those people that spoke to us and were really enjoyable to be around. And this time of year, between now and the end of the year, already this week, I have gotten three invitations to go get lunch or dinner with people in our community, and our legal community, um, for before the holidays. Okay, Here, let's put this in perspective. <laughs> it normally will land between December 1st and December 25th, right? That's three weeks that you have to plan all of these luncheons, and I put air quotes because they normally are like two hour affairs yes. in the middle of your work day. You have to be really intentional about what you say yes to and what you say no to, okay? And my favorite thing that I saw pop up on the internet this week and on social media was the idea of November being a November, where you decide what you're going to say no to, and you actually say no to it because it does not fulfill you and it doesn't feed your goals. It doesn't feed who you want to be as a person. If that's not going to bring you joy, you're allowed to say no, and you should say no. And I just loved how catchy that was. I never thought of that for the month of November to be like, November, pick and choose specifically what you want to say yes to and what you want to say no to. It's so, so true because we have also been in situations in the past with, you know, where our environment was not the best and we were surrounded by negative energy and it makes a difference. It makes a difference. So to the extent that you can be intentional about 
who you're going to lunch with and who you're, who you're giving your time and energy to, it will make a huge difference, especially at this time of year. And if you have to be like, look, some people can't control who they have to spend the holidays with. Like if you have family members that you don't get along with, just do what you can to mentally prepare yourself beforehand. Yeah. And I would use, use the tips that we threw out last week that came out of my horrendous experience last week. Yeah. You know, think about, you know, at the end of the day, when you look back, how do you want to, how do you want to feel about how you handled it? So there are things you can do to mentally prepare yourself if you can't control, you know, who you're going to be around. So I, I think that that's really helpful. One more thing. I think that it's also important too in business, if you're planning out for the next eight weeks of the business, right? For yourself, you're allowed to also say no to new clients. It's a new business. Oh, totally. If it's not, if it's not going to align with what your priorities are or what, how much time you actually have, it, it may not be best to take on new business, new customers, new contracts, whatever it is, however your business operates. It might not be best to bring on new business in order to, I don't know, fulfill certain goals if you just don't have the time to give to them. So keep that in mind too, in taking control of your business and your life. Keep that in mind as to what you're taking on, what you're saying yes to, and what you're saying no to. It could be people that you want to spend your time with. It could be business that you do or do not want to engage with. Be really mindful about it. And again, the word I think for today was intentionality, right? Yeah, absolutely. We hope that these tips were helpful. And um, there's certainly things that we, we don't give advice that on things that we don't do personally, right? So all of these things are things that we've learned through experience. They've helped us. We hope that they'll help you. And uh, we thank you for spending time with us today. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.